We're here to see Albus Dumbledore. That would be my brother. The world as we know it is coming undone. Grindelwald is pulling it apart with hate. If we're to defeat him, you'll have to trust me. You sound insane. You realize that? The whole world got crazy. Seriously? It's showtime. What is up, man fam? Welcome to Mad About Movies. I'm your host, Brian Gill, joined as always by my wonderful co-host, Kent Garrison, Richard Barton. What's up? We're here to talk about a movie that may be called Fantastic Beasts 3, might be called Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore, might just be called Secrets of Dumbledore. I'm not really sure. It's Harry Potter related. It's Fantastic Beasts related. It's uh, it's it's Dumbledore related. It's it's the third Grindelwald, and uh, and we're here. We're gonna break it down tonight, boys. How we doing? How we feeling tonight? I'm all right. Uh, you know, could have been a better movie to talk about this week, but yeah. it feels like we're getting into summer movie season here pretty soon. So yeah, greener yeah. pastures. Perhaps yeah. yourself. This is an A plus for me. Um, yeah. the <laughs> the uh, you know, I wasn't. I looked at the calendar when I set this whole thing up and I was like, April's like, it's got movies. Like I'm not excited about any of these movies really, but, but, it, but at least it has movies. And so I guess there's that. Uh, I think I'm the only one of the three and we'll probably maybe talk about this in a few weeks, but that's excited for massive talent. Mm. I can't decide. Pretty, pretty optimistic for it. I, I, I think there's a tone that if you hit, yeah, it's going to be awesome. I feel like we we're definitely going to end up talking about the movie, so I don't want to, but I don't want to spoil too much of it. But I I definitely feel like it's going to be five minutes in, and I'm going to know whether I like the movie or not just this that right. quickly. So we'll see, we'll see. I like I like the press tour that Cage is on a lot. I think he's doing a great job, uh, and and putting himself out there in a way that he really hasn't over the last couple of decades. And I think he's doing a great job with it. I'm not super sold on, I don't know. We're going to see, we're going to see. I'm, I have a feeling we're going to do an episode on that next week or the week after. It's either that or the Northman, right? Well, I was going to, I was going to say, I mean, what, what do y'all, what do y'all want to do? Should we, should we let the, the VIPs vote and, and yeah, let the VIPs the vote okay. between those two. I have a feeling that the next week though, will be whatever loses this week. Cause there's nothing that comes out uh, the last week of April. Cause everything's trying to stay away from Dr. Strange. Uh, and so that one will be kind of a, a hodgepodge as well. But uh, I, I would rather watch massive talent over, uh, the Eggers, but uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see what the the VIP. Let the fan decide. Well, that's for the fan to decide. Um, <laughs> just one of the the better Family Guy bits that's inappropriate now. Um, the this movie is not The Northman, and it does not feature Nicolas Cage. Although maybe it should. This is the third one of these things. Here, this is sort of the history of Mad About Movies with Harry Potter and Harry Potter related. For anyone who's sort of a new listener. We saw the first Fantastic Beasts, right, in 2016, 2014, can't remember anymore, 2016, I think. Um, Kent had not seen a full Harry Potter movie at that point, that he, that at least that he remembered, that he remembered, um, if I remember that correctly. I had not seen a full one. I had seen okay. 
bits and pieces of a few of them, but I had not okay. seen a full one up to the point. Yeah, you're right. I, I guess I had seen Fantastic Beasts one before I saw any of the Harry Potters. That's what, what that's an introduction. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's gotta be a really small number of people that, that went that direction. Um, and then the second one, can't did you skip that episode when we when we talked about? Yeah, I was not on that episode for okay. for whatever reason. I, it might have been during the draft or or yeah. what have you, but okay. was not on that episode and um did did watch Crimes of Grindelwald this past weekend, mm. and I gotta mm-hmm. say the the white face paint budget on that alone. I mean, they saved ten million by not having Depp involved. Yeah, at least I think that was a big, big part of that. Actually, can you imagine keeping that Amber guy Heard, that just, white yeah. for that many days? I mean, it <laughs> yeah. was like constant, just take after take. They're just, just going wanted to in save there. some money. Yeah, it was a very convenient lawsuit. Uh, but the in what was it? Was it twenty nineteen uh, that we did the the uh, the Harry Potter retrospective in the VIP? Because Kent had not, like I said, had not seen these movies, so we watched all those movies. Over the course of the year, we talked about them. We had a really good time with it. It was a that was a a very fun series that we did over the course of that year. Um, and then now we're here with with the third one of of this series. Um, I think I, I'll just give my general thoughts, and then I'll I'll pass off to to you boys. I I think I probably had a little bit of a different experience than you guys did with this, in part because uh, I have a nine year old and he is like he he really likes Harry Potter he's not all the way in on it in, in in some ways and hasn't seen all the movies and so this was sort of like a an easy entry point for him so th- th- we watched the 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 first two fantastic beasts over the last week or so and then so this was like his first Harry Potter movie or wizarding wizarding world movie um in a theater and that always helps with these kinds of things. It's always easier for me to sit back and be like, this is passably fine um, when I can look over and see that my kid's having a good time with it. Um, and and I think that I benefited uh, a little bit in this case. I did not hate this. I On the rewatch, the second one of these things is is pretty terrible. And the first one, it's mostly just like a scene or two and just like bafflingly dumb casting choices that that are the the frustration to me. The second one it's just like guys, what are we doing? We've we've really we've really kind of lost the the lead that we're that we're going for here. I have plenty of criticism of this film and and of uh the series as a whole, but I did not hate this experience. I think perhaps the way that you guys did, but it again, it it, it helps to to be watching bad movies with with a 9-year-old. So um, Richard, what you're sort of between Kent and I on the, the Harry Potter scale of, uh, I've read all the books several times. I love the books, love the movies, watch the movies pretty frequently. You've not read the books, but you do watch the movies and, uh, have pretty high opinion of them. Um, what, I don't know if you want to recap your feelings on, on the series as a whole, or just get into general thoughts on this movie, but, uh, I'll, I turn it over to you, my friend. Yeah. I saw the Harry Potter movies, like some of the last, probably the last five of them I saw, Midnight release things. Mm-hmm. I'll be real. I mean, I want to be like honest about it. Probably not something I would have done like just straight up on my own, but like my social group was doing it. You were part of that social group at the time a lot mm-hmm. of several right. times. So I did, but I was happy to do it. I wasn't dragged by any means, but I just don't want to, I don't want to like say I went to all the Harry Potter movies at midnight and then not know anything about Harry Potter. So I just want to, you know, put that out there because I, I do enjoy these quite, <laughs> uh, you know, the world especially the universe quite a bit, uh, but I'm not a scholar of it that a uh, right. midnight sure. release would maybe 
uh, predict that I am. Yeah. So then these, I was excited for these. I like this world a lot. I'm not, you know, I'm not a big fantasy person, but I kind of like, this is like the only toe I'll dip in these kind of waters, you know? Mm -hmm. I was excited for this. I wanted the world to continue. I understood that the, the uh, Potter story, you couldn't drag that on forever, but it's like, it did make sense to me that more stories could exist in this world like we have with star wars and things like this it's a fun Mm -hmm. world i wish there was more um i like the analog with the regular world more i always wish there was more kind of going back and forth uh between the Mm -hmm. wizardry world and all that yeah so anyway the first one i was excited for then we started to get we turned on red main before this came out right yeah wish it was a cooler actor you know and then the first one came out and it had the had the reveal at the end, but it was like, that's a reveal that's heck of a lot cooler in 2006, you know? <laughs> yes. So yes. that seemed, all right, we'll see how that goes. And the second one's so, the second one I really can't, cannot stand. And I, I haven't rewatched the whole thing, but I did watch a bunch of scenes from it before this, just because I honestly, not only is it bad, but like, it's immemorable, you know? I was like, yeah, I'm going to, I don't remember what it, yeah. yeah, so I, mm. I, had to like do a little homework to like get caught up before this, even though I know I've, I've seen them both. And I, I, as I watch things, I remember them, but it, it didn't stand out. And then, yeah, this one was, you know, just kind of general thoughts. Yeah. This was more, it's better than the second one, I think on first watch, but not a whole lot to me, Brian, I'm not going to mm. lie. Like um, mm. it's not leaps and bounds better, but it, yeah. I mean, Mads over Johnny alone is like sure. a bit of an upgrade, but like, Hope you know, just WB man, just making this thing like two and a half hours is just such a such a yeah. beat down. Um, <laughs> it's they just don't learn, and yeah, it's just it just dra- it, the last <laughs> hour and a half really really dragged to me, and kind of predictable as to where it was going, and 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 a lot of potholes and nitpicks and things like that. Look, there are. Far worse movies than this. Far worse movies we'll see this year. This might mm-hmm. end up at the bottom end of my bottom ten, you know, but like not. Mm. And that's in. I I hope it does because that means we had a good year, you know. Um, sure. I hope there's not a lot of things worse than this, but there there might be, there will be a few things. But yeah, it's just it's a bummer because it is a cool world and and it's you know between like every comment everyone makes about Harry Potter the the retro changing of all these characters i don't I mean not the dumbledore sexuality mm-hmm. or anything like that i don't care about that but like all this stuff is like no but she was really that the whole time you know, okay just everything sure. post harry potter harry potter is such a beat down and that's and mm-hmm. that's wild to me and i include beauty and the beast in that um <laughs> but anyway kent uh what about you is it this <laughs> sorry my dog is has an allergy cone right now and she just barges in the rooms and it's so loud because she just bangs the cone into the door. And sorry. So she just came in. All right, Kent, go ahead. Nothing will make me fail to make me laugh more than a dog in a cone. Yeah, it's just always it's, just the visual is never not funny. Especially since all is so assertive and it's extra funny in the cone because she just marches around the house and just bangs <laughs> in the stuff and doesn't slow her down at all. Anyway, continue. Yeah, I'm kind of with you, man. In terms of this thing being forgettable, I don't think about these movies at all until a trailer comes out and there's another one. I'm with you that this world is fun. I feel like there's potential here in the wizarding world to make some really fun properties 
aside from Harry Potter. And I have a lot of big picture things I want to talk about Harry Potter as a whole. I don't know what direction you want to take this, Brian, if you want me to go thoughts on this movie or for you go for want it. to dive yeah. into that. I'm question for you guys is why not continue the Harry Potter stuff? And maybe my assumption is, Oh, they don't want to tarnish the legacy of it. And that's why they've stopped doing it. Well, you know what tarnishes the legacy of it? Three bad movies yeah. <laughs> in a row that spin off of it that bring almost nothing to the table uh, that people really care about. I feel like, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong. If there's a ton of newt salamander fans out there, um, please email me and credence clearwater fans out there then email me. I'm I'm good. I'm good with that. Those will all come from AOL.com address. (laughs) If we're doing older Harry Potter, it confused me why no one, in this cat, like the youngest person in this cast was like 31. I, I didn't, mm. <laughs> I didn't understand if we're going to do an older story, then why not just continue? Why not do an older Harry Potter story? Uh, I, I feel like that's the answer here. This, this certainly isn't it for me in terms of uh, this franchise. I think people want characters that they, they care about. Uh, it's been proven over and over again, and it's hard to replicate success. And if the goal here is to make audiences happy and to make money, I don't see why they wouldn't wouldn't go in that direction. Uh, mm-hmm. J.K. Rowling is certainly willing to push this thing as far as as far as this. I guess she's a billionaire multiple times over, so she has real no incentive to do it that way. But they need to reboot this in in some kind of way. I've always thought a Hogwarts television series would be would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, multi seasons just set in Hogwarts. Uh, would be really fun. You don't have to have Harry Potter involved. I just think a, a school setting works a lot better than this. It was so political. I don't know how your kid understood <laughs> most of what was going on. I this was like a foreign language to me. It might as well have been in terms of all the uh, stuff going on here, all the intertwining relatives of mm-hmm. uh, political figures and things. Like, I mean, it is it is pretty stacked, but. I am the amateur here. Um, But yeah, I just, Harry Potter at its core was a lot of fun to me. And these Mm -hmm. just aren't fun. These aren't fun. There's just, they don't have that brightness, that energy that you have. They don't have the Quidditch. They don't, I mean, it's not just that. They just don't have that, that energy. And it it feels like they tried to turn this into a, something for young adults and it's just not working. The tone of it. Adam K. Adam McKay is making a Quidditch movie. And it does have horny Hagrid. <laughs> He's retconned horny, horny Hagrid. <laughs> and let me tell you, it is a mess. You think the Jerry West is wild. Well, yeah. So wait till you see. Um, yeah, I, you got, there's a lot of things there, Ken. I, and, and I think, so here's where I would start. It's, I think the biggest frustration with this series and it, by this point, it's 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 just like drop the Fantastic Beasts altogether. It doesn't it has nothing to do. Newt's commander has almost nothing to do with what's happening in in this movie whatsoever. And and I don't. It, it very much feels like this was sort of you know the the first one didn't do great. Like it did fine, box office wise, and and even with critics, I think if we went and looked, it's like. 
you know, either barely fresh or barely rotten, something like that. It's not terrible. It's not good, whatever. But it didn't. You didn't really set the world on fire from a from a financial standpoint. And I don't know if this was always the plan or if this was the sort of the result of this is not doing the way we thought it would do. So we gotta we gotta Dumbledore it up um, and and get to characters and story that uh, that people care about. I think that as as a you know I love these books and I really love this world and on both on the page and and on on screen and I think that there's a lot that can be done with it it feels like this series was a sort of a, a, like combining together two worlds and two stories that don't fit together and and again by the time you get to this one it's like it's a it's pretty much pretty much a MacGuffin from for Newt and the and the gang to even be in the movie. There's almost Good no point. reason. Good point. For him to be doing it. I mean, he you know, Dumbledore sends him to do these tasks and it's like I mean, he's like a zoologist. I don't really know that this <laughs> He's this like has a Pokemon master. Like that's what it feels like. He, <laughs> yeah. He, he's totally. Ash but like what what why? Why is he the one that's that's over here delivering this very important message? Why is he the one who's been tasked with with essentially taking down Grindelwald and or setting the stage for that to happen? All these sorts of things. It's just a all of the creature stuff in this movie. Second movie, same way. First movie, there are things that I really dislike about that movie, but at least until you get to the reveal on the Colin Farrell switcheroo. It at least like the creature. It, it it fits with the title of the movie, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Here's all these creatures. He's in New York. He's looking for the creatures. Blah blah blah. Okay, that's cool. By the sec- by the time you get that reveal and it's like, oh, it's Grindelwald. Now they're setting up for something in 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 the movies to come that has nothing to do with him whatsoever. And and we we transition fully into this is about younger, sexier Dumbledore and. I just think that if you're going to go that route and I, I don't know if you have any thoughts on this, Richard, and, and I've been blabbering forever, but like just do that from in the, from the outset or have them be two separate series. I think you can, I mean, especially with Warner brothers, I, yeah, you could probably, you could probably do um, concurrent series and do a, 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 a Dumble, a young Dumbledore series and a fantastic B series. If you really want to go that route, but I would love to know, the thing that one of the things that is so great about the books and the movies is that Rowling had a plan from A to Z when she sat down to write the books and when she sat down to to put these these movies together. And it does not feel that way um, with this series whatsoever. And I think the whole thing suffers because of that because there isn't a a firm plan and it and certainly doesn't come together all that well. But I don't know, Richard, do you have any thoughts on that? Like the the kind of the way that yeah. this feels like two movies squished together over the course of three done three times essentially, you know. Yeah, that I mean, I love the idea of splitting it. The thing is, is like the problem here. I think a lot of it is with Warner Brothers, who has been more hit than miss over the last post since the last Harry Potter movie, and it's like the more um, sort of leeway you give them with something like this, like these are kind of like vague stories, ideas, you know, based in uh, sort of half written things and. And all that, the, the more WB is going to get their hands over it and like redo <laughs> sure. it, right? Yeah. And it's sure. like, yeah, totally. and Warner Brothers has some cool properties, and it's like the guidepost of those books mm-hmm. and the 
in the way those screenwriters really worked along with those those books um, to bring them to life and and really showed especially in the early ones later in the last ones because they they made bigger longer movies but mm-hmm. um, a lot of editorial restraint into what to kind of put into those from my understanding yeah. I haven't read the books like totally. you but I, I yes yeah. um, but kind of creating a kind of totally linear complementary narrative that is not does not have all the nuts and bolts but still doesn't miss anything right mm-hmm. um, yeah. the the way that those things worked really hand in hand was was really impressive and it's but it's like WB because of the properties they own because of the money they put into these things because of the stars they can get and directors they can get can still make good movies mm-hmm. but you have to give them like not just an outline like it has to be like yeah, you can't totally. come out of this box and then if you have sort of this um, you know, nebulous zone where they don't really, they can kind of have a little more freedom. It's like they're gonna, they're gonna do WB stuff. At least this mm-hmm. current incarnation of, sure. of who, who yeah. are producing these. Yeah. I think that's fair. I think, yeah. The other thing at play here, they probably signed Eddie Redmayne to a three picture deal at the, at the outset. So they're like, mm-hmm. all right, no matter what we do, it's got to have Eddie Redmayne in it. So by the time, they tried to flex and say, oh, all right, we want this to be more Harry Potter focused rather than Fantastic Beast focused. They mm-hmm. still had to have Eddie Redmayne. And so that's why you yeah. get that awkward yeah, crossover. Yeah. And Warner Brothers yeah. is proven to be a studio, especially in the recent past with things like the Snyder Cut. Like they'll listen to the fans straight up. And mm-hmm. if the fans after one or one and a half, two of these were like, yeah, we're really not digging this Fantastic Beast thing. But you know what we do dig? Harry Potter. And. Yeah. So though, you know, they're trying to swerve a little bit on us, work some of that into it. But I think the answer is reboot this in a different way, different characters. And again, it doesn't have to include Harry and Hermione in the gang. Uh, it, it could be something yeah. completely different with a different energy and a different, different outlook. Uh, but this to me, it's just gotten so dark and so gray mm-hmm. that I, I don't know how it can be rescued at this point. We're three movies in this one was the worst performing of all of them financially in terms of the weekend opening weekend in the U S yeah. and I don't know what incentive there is to keep, keep this going to be quite honest with you. Yeah. I mean, that's a great question. It in, <sighs> they said they were going to wait. Thank God. The WB yeah. is at least learning. They're learning slowly, but they did say they were going to wait. They had like soft green lit at one point, two more of these. Mm-hmm. And it was good because I think J.K. Rowling had said it's a five movie story. Right. And I think after Grindelwald, they're like, hey, we're going to wait and see how the third one does critically and commercially before we fully greenlight the other two. So um, this could be the end. You know, this hasn't done poorly, but it hasn't done gangbusters. Sure. And I, I could see this being the end of it. And then I don't, you know, but it, it was kind of a end of the story. But yeah. Bizarre. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's the weird part. <laughs> they have well, to know I, that. I totally agree. Yeah. Just anything titled Harry Potter in the blank is going to be a billion dollars. I mean, this, they ha- they have to know right. that. I mean, Daniel Radcliffe could be in the movie for three scenes and you know hand off his wizardry to his long lost brother or whatever it is, and and they could do it that way. It just doesn't have to. They don't have to overthink it. It's it's more of a marketing play than anything. Like they don't. Harry Potter doesn't have to be the central element of the story for them to go that direction, like have their cake and eat it too, basically. Sure. Take it in a new direction, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I I wonder, 
yeah, like I said, I I would love to know when all of this decision making came together in the process because it's very clearly it was not A to Z from the beginning. But but I'd I'd like to know how it, how it, because the the thing is the Dumbledore Grindelwald thing is a I mean that's a big part of the mythology of the Harry Potter books. Like that that it's the the. The last book is is has a lot of allusion to Dumbledore and Grindelwald and and the fight that they have, but it doesn't really it doesn't flesh it out. It doesn't have details, I guess. And yeah. it, it 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 barely gets touched on in the movies, and that's fine. It's a, a like Richard said. I I've always said I think the the I think the Harry Potter movies are are like one of the greatest examples of how to adapt a book to to film. I think they, they, and I will I do want to say so well bef- together before I get yelled at i understand she wrote the screenplays for this these co-wrote this last one and wrote the screenplays the last two i get that but that's to me like having that like actual bible of Mm -hmm. not wanting to piss off the fans whether she writes a screenplay or not coming out of that is kind of what led them to better decisions in the first so i just want to i just want to totally like totally add that um and so like i think that the I don't know. I'm, I'm repeating myself, but yeah, I, I think the way to go is, is to have the hindsight to like, there's no reason why these two worlds need to, to cross. You can, you could do two different series if you want to, if, if the end goal is to do, uh, Dumbledore versus Grindelwald, then just like do that, just do that somewhere along the line. And those are on, I mean, honestly, that's the best part of this movie. It's the better part of, of the last movie, Johnny Depp aside. Um, and and it's the I think it's the stuff that that could I think that could work I think it could work really quite well honestly and probably does better financially uh, as well you, you it's it's this it's the combination of these two things of these two properties really mushed together that don't really have anything that that necessarily have anything to do with each other other than they're both you know in the the same uh, universe or whatever it's 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 just a real it's a real issue i don't know it's just very convoluted and 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 frustrating that that they were unable to figure that out and then you have the casting on on top of that and that was something i wanted to touch on and i'm sure we have in the previous episodes on this series but like another one of the hallmarks of the harry potter movies is is they they got the casting like 99 out of 100 they did a fantastic job of of uh whether it was kid actors or adult actors, whatever they did, a, they did they nailed that casting across the board. It's, it's incredible. And then this one, it's like, woof, that's a miss, swing and a miss, swing and a miss, swing and a miss. Like, I, you know, when when you've got you've got Eddie Redmayne on on the screen and he's doing this sort of mumbly, whew, it's kind of tough when you're opposite Catherine Watterson, who who just has no charisma. I'm sorry, unfortunately, and uh, and the. Colin Farrell to Johnny Depp now to Mads Mikkelsen and it this is very strange. I guess my point is when when Dan Fogler is like was kind the of best it. person yeah. on yeah. screen, Fogler's the best part you're of in this. trouble. Yeah, yeah, for yeah sure. you're in trouble. That's, that's sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't mind Law as Dumbledore, but it's like yeah, but that's it's not like a home run. That's like a solid double, but everyone else sure. is a strikeout. Yeah, and I think Law is really cool. good. As as yeah, totally. Mads was cool, and that was a fun switch uh mads just in general is 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 pretty awesome it's just i feel like in in hindsight maybe even more than it was at the time 
switching, <laughs> doing a big reveal of switching from Colin Farrell to Johnny Depp in 2016 it was so funny. Yeah, is it? It was funny at the time, and and six or seven years later, whatever. It's even more. It sticks out even more as like you guys really didn't get it. You really thought that like this was the move, and we all were like, yeah, that would have been really cool. Like five to seven years ago, this is not. This is really not carrying things the way that you wait. That was Grindelwald, Mads Mikkelsen. His yeah. this was not white at all. I did not even <laughs> make that connection. It's the only totally thing he's normal looking for. skin yeah. tone. Yeah, wow. <laughs> it's, that's an interpretation uh, of the character. I did did not see. Didn't even, yeah. didn't even know that. Well, they know they they're not going to have Ezra involved in the in the rest of these. I guess so. That's. Yeah, I would say that's one uh, that's one benefit of this movie over the others is his his role is minimized pretty significantly and 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 thank goodness because he's he's just awful he's just he's a terrible person we talk about this all the time <laughs> and also and also he's awful on screen I mean he's just he's just awful and and I, I I'm I'm bewildered that Warner Brothers has stayed so committed to somebody who is so limited from a talent perspective and also is clearly a like to be to be like the most <laughs> give the benefit of the doubt like has some issues that he needs to deal with and it you know is maybe it's just like a terrible genuinely terrible person and so minimizing that role was it was a plus for me in this because I think rewatching this series last week I was like he is so awful he's so awful in this so, role and in, in, in all roles really you pump for Flash or <laughs> uh, Secrets of Dumbledore? Are they, are they referring to the fact that Credence is a Dumbledore? Is that the main secret that it's? It's. Made? I think it's a mul- It's multiple things. It's that you're and that he's not this... the brother. Yes, that yes. that uh, Ezra wasn't the the brother. He was a nephew. Right. Or whatever. That's what yeah. I meant. Yeah, Ezra, Ezra's character. Yes, the, the Secrets of Dumbledore. I think refers to. A that 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 Ezra Miller is a uh, a Dumbledore that he is um, Abel Force son not uh, not uh, uh, Albus's son and and then also you get that too and then also there's a the 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 fact that that uh, their sister died uh, that that uh, mm-hmm. Dumbledore's sister that he killed his his sister probably uh, by by accident when they were younger so you get all these things kind of rolled into that that title. Uh, this was the only Harry Potter scene we got a uh, Harry Potter movie we got a birthing scene in though, so that was <laughs> that was so good. Mm-hmm. Newt Salamander's super concerned about his pet's bowel movements in all the movies. Like, is he back on regular schedule yet? Like, who? Ca- why are we? Why do we care about this? What? <laughs> Just don't understand. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember Harry Potter having that many creatures. I guess that's. Something there that's to keep the kids in, invested. I mean that that's the only thing the ki- the kids really enjoy, right? And the wands, I guess. But I mean, there were I was I looked down at my watch. We we're an hour into this thing. I'm like, nothing of substance has happened action yeah. scene wise. It's just right. been people talking for basically the <laughs> entire first hour of this movie. Right, like, a lot of political intrigue. Oh man, yeah. it's. It's like, how did this movie cost two hundred million dollars? There's just people standing around, and then I was like, oh, <laughs> they put it all in the into the last thirty minutes or whatever. But um, man, it was it was a, a slow burn, mm-hmm. two hours and yeah. a half of a slow burn. Yeah, slow burn in the in the in kind of the worst kind of ways. It's, mm. it's, we we like a slow burn here. This was not a movie that needed to 
needed to uh to to play out like that uh but but it's kind of as much as you could take this these three movies and like strip them into like their own into two separate series of movies like i've been saying it's also there's not a whole lot that happens at the same time it's it they've picked i think some pretty bad spots to flesh out and and then kind of kept us waiting and wanting in a, in a bad way on the the actual stuff that I think people really like about Harry Potter and and want to 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 maybe see more of, and I don't know, maybe they don't because maybe but maybe we've just been so burnt out by the way that this has played out that it's like I mean it clearly didn't do super great at uh, at the box office and uh, you know maybe that maybe that's a that 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 says something, um, but it's it's a it's a frustrating experience one way or the other for for a Harry Potter fan I think. You guys didn't stay for the post-credit scene. It's actually, uh, it's uh, Rupert Grint's character. <laughs> he comes back and he he cuts off Grindelwald's head, puts it on a spike. <laughs> it was pretty. <laughs> it turns back pretty to Johnny Depp. Over. But we they know, wish they we had know where it's going now. That <laughs> yeah, was Johnny Depp's head too. Yeah, that was a very yeah. big statement. <laughs> Speaking of statements, I thought this whole movie was kind of trying to. Be a satire of, of of sorts, you know, a lot, mm. a lot of election fraud uh, storylines yeah. going on here. I mean, come on, let's let's have fun. <laughs> How about that? I think that there's a time and a place, and I'm not I, like I'm not somebody who feels like you gotta we gotta keep uh, you know you gotta stick to sports or whatever. Like it's you know. It's gonna seep in. It's it's part of life, but like I also kind of need that to feel like it fits the story and like it matters and stuff. And didn't and I did not get that here. It 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 felt like uh it felt like a bit of a <laughs> I'm I'm pretty angsty about 2020. So let's let's work that into my Harry Potter script. Um, that's that's kind of how it how it played out to me at least uh, mm-hmm. i don't know where did you where do you stand on that richard did you did it feel did it feel organic or feel a little uh shoehorned nothing feels organic anymore <laughs> to me. yeah it was a little yeah. shoehorny but uh you know we'll see how that yeah we'll see how that could age that could age the best of everything we don't know sure Man, the movie that um, just defined that time was The Secrets of Dumbledore. We just never saw it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like for me, the the benefits of this are, or the, the pros on this are much more about just like, I like being in this world than anything else, which is not really what you want. Mm. Three movies in that have cost, you know, $700 million to make, you know, combined. That's kind of a Star movie. Wars prequel territory with these yeah where people yeah. are gonna people are gonna defend them yeah. we all kind of will watch them and accept them as canon but we're not super mm. jazzed about them and we wish they would do something else like that's what i feel like sure yeah i just again it, th- this one more than 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 even previous the, the previous one it's like it it does not feel like the story you want to tell is is the Fantastic Beast story. So just like let's just drop it. Let's just drop the whole. Let's not have if we're gonna do a fourth one of these, let's just have it be Secrets of Dumbledore Part Two, you know, or or Dumbledore colon the 
fight with Grindelwald or, or yeah. whatever. I mean, it's 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 just it's stupid at this point to keep pretending like these have anything to do with with the Fantastic Beast book or that Newt's commander is is important to this universe because clearly he's he's very much not and and same for for everybody. I, I like to call him Newt Salamander. Yeah. I can't do it. That's <laughs> yeah. yeah, Newt Salamander. Yeah. The pal lip thing is. You could tell, like really his name really is Newt hard. Scamander. It's, you could tell, like they they came up with the name Newt, and they're like Scamander. <laughs> it's Commander. Yeah. No, they I mean, had look, blizzards on like, the brain. You know, that's fine. I mean, I, J.K. Rowling was not great at naming people. I mean, <laughs> I don't know, Gellert. I my my son Gellert disagrees. <laughs> <laughs> Albus Dumbledore is a great name. Yeah, Albus is a great name, but I mean. I I just I'm not even critic I'm, I don't even mean it as a criticism. It's just like this guy, this character is just like the name of an author on the side of a funny book in the move in the third book in the third movie. And yeah. so it's like you don't need to. I mean, you're not basing a a, a, a five film franchise on on that guy's name and, and his likeness and stuff. I mean, it's just it's pretty it's pretty rough. The and the more. I don't know. Like the 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 moments where Redmayne is like being more like you're you're really focusing on him. Like when he's when he's doing bits of here's how you do a crab walk and and uh, he's just kind of in the 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 semi action sequence. It's fine. It's not the end of the world. But like when you're supposed to care about him or or like feel for him and his social ineptness, it just it doesn't work. And and. I don't know. I don't know if I'd still, I, I think I would still feel that way no matter who was in that role, but it definitely doesn't help that it's a guy who I, I just, I do not enjoy on screen um, much at all. And, and like to have Catherine Watterson show up at the end too, like, like this is, this is some huge moment that we've all been looking forward to. And I don't know that anyone really feels that way. Unfortunately, um, it was, it's just, it's again, it's just, it's a lot of, of MacGuffin-y stuff that doesn't really have any impact on the movie, unfortunately. And it seems like nobody involved other than maybe Jude law g- mm-hmm. gives a crap. Like they, they, they don't know Law, what they're talking yeah. about. Like they're not saying yeah. any of the lines with any conviction at all. At all, they just like, oh, I'm do. It's a Harry Potter thing. Sure, that mm-hmm. sounds great. Like you don't believe them in this world. Sure. Maybe Fogler, you do, but yeah, yeah. It it. I definitely think there's something to that, and that that's part of what this bad casting. You you, you hit on it early. Yeah, but. yeah. It's it's bad casting. It's not great writing either, and um. Like I said, I I, th- I just think a lot of the the positive here just depends on do you like the the world of Harry Potter? Yes, okay. Then there's going to be watchable sequences of this, <laughs> you know. I mean that's that's kind of that's kind of how how it plays. And then and I do I enjoy I like I really like this world, and I'm 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 going to keep coming back to whatever they put out in it because and I feel like Batman Shane with Batman stuff, it's like. I don't think it's nearly to that level of, of bad as like Batman v Superman or, or Justice League or whatever, but like, why am I watching these movies? I don't know. I really like Harry Potter world. So I guess I just keep watching with, I don't know how much anticipation I have at this point, but like, yeah, I, I guess I keep watching these because I like this world and I would, I did not feel like the, the first eight movies always. And one of the things I love about them is that they always made those movies better than they had to be 
given how much they were guaranteed to make money wise, um, just by, just by existing. And it does not feel like you're getting the same level of, of detail, uh, and attention to, to everything that, that you did with, with that series at all, at all, at all. And to your point, can't, and I don't know, we can, we can grade this and wrap up to your point. I think part of that probably is that I don't care about Newt's commander and no one cares about Newt's commander. So maybe, maybe if, Maybe the 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 flaws that I see in this would would dissipate or or seem like not as big a deal if I cared about what was happening. If it was Harry Potter and and the Weasleys and uh, you know uh, young Snape or whatever. I mean, whatever you want to talk about, whatever characters you want to get to, maybe maybe that would change things. But I, I also at the same time don't think that that these movies are are you know put together with a tenth of the the care and craft that, that the original series is. And that's, that's a real bummer for me. So I don't know. I did say, I, I will say, I did think that, that Jude Law was really good and Mickelson was, and Mads Mickelson was really good. I re I liked the, the Dumbledore Grindelwald stuff. I thought, I thought that was well done. And those two are fun. And if you want to make a movie with those two guys as the center and it's, it's, it's Dumbledore versus Grindelwald, then I, I think that there's some good stuff that can be done there, but, but you do have to start, having some care and craft for the world, not just like it's Harry Potter. So you'll like it or you'll see it. You know, I don't know what yep. I know Richard, you weren't super enthused on, on Jude and, and Mickelson. No, I was, I like Jude in that part. I like Mickelson that part. It's literally everything else. It's that's crap, but yeah, no, yeah. they're, they, yeah, I, I, uh, no, I, I like, I like Jude and I like this kind of era of Jude's been good in a lot of stuff lately. Mm hmm. And, um, yeah, I think that's, that's cool. I'm with you. I, I think the convolution of still having to work in, okay, we, instead of just making, uh, young Dumby, um, mm -hmm. young spelled, uh, Y U N G. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> instead of just making that, that and, sure. yeah, shoehorning these occasional beast references and this stammering and not, you know, now, if you want to go stammering Brit, you want to bring Hugh Grant into this, I'm right? Right. But not like, anywhere, man. It's like the only one from that whole group that isn't in any of these movies. It's I it's, know it's his time. It's got to be his time soon, I would think. Maybe, yeah, maybe they'll do the fourth one, and it, Mads will change into Hugh Grant's character from Paddington Two. <laughs> and now we got a stew going. Perfect. That's perfect. I love it. I love it. All right, I I don't have anything else on this. I don't know, Ken, if you have anything left in your notes or whatever you want to touch on. Uh, but otherwise, we can we can grade this thing and and move on with our lives. I did I touch on the uh, the animal birth? I did. Okay, yeah, I'm <laughs> yeah, good. Okay, you got you got. That we had to out. edit you, most you, of that out because of, you got a little. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was. Yeah. I know you said it was biological, but it felt like more. Yeah. The drawings that you showed us too much, <laughs> yeah. I would say. And also this is an audio medium, can't it won't it won't go over <laughs> to the No, the way he tried to record it on my phone during the theater, but they wouldn't <laughs> frown and frown upon the way it. he well, described I'm just trying to get the animal birth on <laughs> Just that one part. <laughs> Let me back in there. Let me back in there I'm missing it. <laughs> just sketching with charcoal. Just like <laughs> Uh, All right, let's uh, let's get grades on this. Uh, I'll start with you, Kent. What's uh, what's your grade for Fantastic Beasts uh, three? This <sighs> not an F. Uh, I'll go with D plus. Okay. All right, uh, Richard. What about you? 
Yeah, D plus for me too. I I don't know. You had a kid with you, so it's okay. You can Yeah, it helps. I like I said, I liked I liked the the Dumbledore part. Um that was that was helpful. I I don't know. I'll go I'll go C plus. Um I don't know. I may bring that down later. They, they are really forgettable. It's very frustrating how forgettable these movies are. Except yeah. for the bad parts. Um which mm-hmm. is <laughs> which is rough. <laughs> just really rough. But but my kid has been walking around doing the crab walk thing and it's pretty funny. He's got his like cast arm from his from his uh broken broken bone. <laughs> it's pretty funny watching him do his little crab walk. It's gotta be worth like half a letter grade. So um let's uh that that is Fantastic Beast Three, The Secrets of Dumbledore. I don't know if we're gonna do more of these or not. I guess I guess we'll see. Uh but let's uh let's let's stop there. Let's let's uh let's do a little weekly recommend. Weekly recommends. Kent, lead us off with your weekly recommend. Yeah, I got a recommend of a documentary slash documentary series. Uh, it's uh, Ben Franklin, the Ken Burns. Oh, nice. oh that was going to be uh, mine. Oh, no way. Well, it's a yeah, double recommend. That's we a, can both, we can yeah, both we'll recommend. double recommend. Uh, yeah, Ken yeah. Burns, uh, Benjamin Franklin. It was great. Very nice. What would you like about Very it, Richard? Nice. I like I like the Ken Burns shorter part. He doesn't. I like that he stopped making everything fourteen parts long. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed and I enjoyed the narration quite a bit. Peter and Peter Coyote and what what's yeah. his name? Uh, Paul Giamatti doing John Adams. I thought that was a nice touch. Yeah, and, it made sense. Um, no, totally. I and I smell it through the TV I, though. That was that was tough. <laughs> John Adams had, didn't wear a deodorant either. That was and uh, Mandy. Pat- uh, Pat- I never know how to say that. Botanican. I said Botanican. Right? I think. Uh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. The as Benjamin Franklin voiceover was great. Um, yeah, and my of course I liked it because Liam Neeson was in it as well. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, good too. But I read the Isaacson or I audibled the Isaacson book, the Ben Franklin biography, last summer when I was in New Mexico. And that is the the that was in my Audible account for about eleven years, and I just kept pushing <laughs> it away for whatever. I mean, I was mm-hmm. into reading; I just never got to it. I finally got to it, and so I've been on kind of a bit of a of a Franklin kick. But yeah, I love I, I love that a lot. I thought it was really really cool. And Burns is on kind of on a re Burns assance here, it's kind of back on. Yeah. First of I all, think I he's love- doing these more with his kids too, right? I think this one was all him, but the last uh, the. Um, what did he do? Just do last year, that Muhammad Ali. His, yeah, the Muhammad Ali was with his daughter, I think. So it's maybe he's like dividing and, and able to delegate a little more. Uh, a couple of things. The first of all, love Walter Isaacson in in the documentary. Does mm-hmm. he do the audible? Does he read it? Because he has a great New Orleans accent that I love. I know he's got the best New Orleans accent. That high school is like man. That he's got the the high school same high school in New Orleans as Michael Lewis. Like the amount of great books that have come out of that high school is pretty strong. Um, yeah, he's got the best new ones. He doesn't. He doesn't. He does not do the audible. I wish he did. I that, saw him that, speak a couple years ago when he had that Da Vinci book out. I took myself yeah, on a self d- date and did th- and went and saw that. That would be a cool. I'd love to see Ken Burns or something do that. I don't, it'd be really hard, but that's the um, book I've had on my. Kindle for yeah. 11 years of the Da Vinci one from, from Walter Isaacson. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping to dig into that one at some point. He's doing I, the, I really, uh, his next one is Elon. 
Yeah, that's what I've heard. That he's mm, Elon yeah. said he's his official biographer. So that's a uh, that's going to be exciting. The thing about these Ken Burns ones, I know he always has like ten in production, but I understand it taking ten years to make one of these when it's mm-hmm. 1992 and you're cutting these together and they're ten hours long. But these he should be putting like four of these out a year. With the way you can put these in premiere and just like the way he, I mean, his style is so simple that, I mean, all you got to do is assemble the assets, interview the people. And I think the the main part for him is writing everything because he writes all the narration and all that stuff probably takes time, but I don't know why it takes him six years to produce one of these. It, it blows my mind. Yeah. He is doing a Da Vinci one, 2025, it looks like. And a Churchill. See? Yeah. Yeah. So he might just be making docs on all the Walter Isaacson books, which I think people would be fine with. Some people <laughs> like it in that kind of more visual format. Yeah. Yeah. The American Buffalo. The American Buffalo. I'm going to go ahead and sit that one out. Not really into watching. Uh, unless it's about like the tailgate. Yeah. Buffalo he's done like a few that I, I'm not super into. Like the National Parks one was fine. He did the one about the uh, first road trip across America. Yeah, the Dust Bowl like, one was really depressing. It was good, but <laughs> um, yeah, but he's got. A, yeah, you're right. He's but you know he's thorough and all these things. But right. yeah, it looks like he's got the U.S. and the Holocaust, so that'll be interesting. And then the American Buffalo, and then Da Vinci, the American Revolution. So that's probably going to be based off the McCulloch book, I would think, probably. And then LBJ and the Great Society, which will be interesting. History of Reconstruction, and then Winston Churchill. So he's got, I think he's the got American Revolution one is probably and the Da Vinci are the most intriguing of all the others. I don't know. Yeah, I think there's a I'm lot. I'm a Churchill more. guy. The LBJ one could be great. There's so much good in the <laughs> L- crazy stuff in the LBJ story. Yeah, yeah, that could be good. Well, I'm a sucker for Ken Burns, and that gets the yeah. double recommend this week. The Benjamin yeah, Franklin. It's uh, four yeah. hours long, two parts that are two hours each. And uh, a lot of what, no Ken, idea. About. I'll do the Isaac. I'll recommend the Isaacson book. We'll make it easy. Okay. You Perfect. do the doc. I'll do the book. Done. Like it. Like it. This is a team game here. Uh, okay. Cool. Cool. Well, uh, Arby, you mentioned uh, you mentioned Michael Lewis. That's my recommend this week. Uh, just Michael Lewis, the person. Love him. <laughs> uh, no, the the uh, Smartless episode with with Michael Lewis from a week or two ago. I listened to uh, to that uh, Thursday nice. or Friday, and it's. So good. It's a great yeah, interview. I cried. Yeah. It, I was going to say, uh, be on the lookout at the end of the episode for just a complete gut punch that I was totally unprepared for. And the hosts of the uh, pod were also unprepared. I think it was it was very emotional, kind of out of the blue, um, when he starts talking about his daughter who, who died uh, last year. And it's... Boy, it was brutal, but he had some great advice in there too, which is, which is cool. It's like, I think if you're going to, if you go through something like that and you're able to, to come out with some, um, something to, to hand off to, to other people that might help other people somewhere down the road, he, he had a lot of great advice. It was awesome. But beyond that, the, the whole episode was great and it was super fun. And, uh, I, I mean, I know that this is something that uh, I think you've said, Richard, probably on the air, if not certainly off the air. But like, I think the the genius of a guy like that is the ability to take complex ideas and 
sort of distill them down to where dummies like me can understand them without losing any of the complexity and the value of, of what you're talking about. And uh, he does that. He does that so well. I need to read. I don't want any pandemic content whatsoever, but I think I'm going to make an exception for for that book. Have you read that one, Richard? That, the yeah. one that came out last year? It's good. Yeah. It's, 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 uh, yeah, I would recommend that. It's not, um, I'm not a pandemic content person either. Sure. Um, but it, you know, it's narrative based and Lewisy and all the good stuff you want. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Uh, okay, cool. Well, check that. Michael Lewis is the best. Great author, great mind, just a good dude. Seems like as well. Uh, but the, yeah, the smartless episode is what I was talking about with Bateman and, uh, and uh, Arnett and uh, Sean Hayes, which is super fun. I I've been in and out on that. I know you've been you've been pretty much day one, RB on on that that show. I was day one, but I save them for when I go to the cabin because my wife actually sure. likes those. The only podcast she likes. So, mm-hmm. but I couldn't. Michael Lewis. I was like, no, nah, I'm listening to this one. Sorry, but I yeah, I, I don't. Totally. I'm not as live on that as most things because I bank like five of them. Yeah, I kind of do the same. I go in and out. Like I'll listen to three or four in the span of a you know a couple of days, and then I won't I won't play it again for a month or whatever. But uh, I just kind of pick and choose. But man, it's it's good. I'm I think I'm kind of predisposed to be like semi against podcasts that are hosted by um, people who don't need ad money and stuff. So, uh, but the. But that one's one where I, I feel like the, it, it actually lives up to the hype. I think a lot of I, that, that would get into a lot, but the, I think a lot of people gravitate towards podcasts that have famous hosts and a lot of those podcasts kind of suck and it annoys me a little bit. It feels a little, uh, it's like, you know, leave a little space for us guys. Uh, but, but that one's really good. Smart List is really good. So I've been, I've enjoyed it and that episode was great. Um, all right. That's Weekly Recommends. This has been Fantastic Beasts, The Secret of Dumbledore. Thank you for listening. Uh, We'll be back next week with either the unbearable weight of massive talent or the Northmen. Uh, We'll let the VIPs choose on that. The throwback this week, we were talking about Val Kilmer and The Saint. Uh, And then next week is the third installment of our Denzel Washington retrospective. Denzelathon, as we are calling it. So, if you want to be part of that, if you want to listen to those episodes, you need to go to madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP. Join that uh, that their club. You will get all kinds of, of good audio content, all kinds of bonuses. You get access to exclusive Discord where you can talk to tons of people who love movies just like you do. And you don't have to listen to us all day, which is also a nice little bonus too. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being here. Stay safe. We'll see you soon. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe. But I got you pegged. <laughs> but I don't know what to do with those toss salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. They're making me ya-ya, the salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again.